37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Well, 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 happy Wednesday and welcome to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 178. I am Sean, and with me as always is Preston. What's up, everybody? <laughs> with a fucking mouthful of vape, Jesus. <laughs> New Year, uh, same Preston. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. And also, Big Steven. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Just chilling. Here for a new episode of the New Year. Shit, yeah. This is the first episode of 2021 with the three of us together. That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I'm glad we're all three together because that gives us a chance to say a hearty thank you to everybody who submitted all your questions for our Q&A for the holiday. We did not know we'd be recording for damn near five hours. <laughs> the entire <Yeah>. month. <laughs> An entire month of episodes. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, it was, man. We, um, we got to learn a lot about ourselves. But apparently there's not... Um, Apparently, we didn't answer all the questions because, Preston, you actually had a couple left over. You want to hit those real quick? Yeah. I was, uh, we got so overwhelmed with all the different questions that, uh, you know, my son had asked me to ask you guys two questions. Oh. And then um, I just didn't find a good time to interject him in. And so he's been listening to the episodes <laughs> in the car, like, Uh-oh. this is the episode you asked my questions, Dad. So I'm like, great. Now I feel like a fucking bad dad. Cause wait, I'm- wait, 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 wait. Let's keep in mind. Let's keep in mind that we talked about the Bigfoot stuff, the erotica. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, so, but for, that's cool. <laughs> so he gets his own little episode of questions. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. World premiere. <laughs> so, Steve, I'll let you uh, ask your question uh, or his question to you first. Okay. So he had uh, in the past had listened to the episode where we talked about the uh, deal with the devil and uh, oh, Robert the Crossroads and Robert Johnson. Yeah. And uh, so you were so excited about that topic on that episode that the first question he wanted to ask you is, uh, have you in fact ever been in a fiddle playing contest uh, contest with the devil? Have you uh, been in communication with the devil or have you played the fiddle with a demon? (laughs) Okay. First off, I wish I knew how to play the fiddle. That'd be amazing. Second, no, I've never seen the devil, but I've witnessed the devil in concert. Tenacious D. Ooh. It was amazing. <laughs> they had a big inflatable, inflatable <laughs> devil. This thing was huge with a um, a big appendage. You ask your dad what that means. Don't Google it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about appendages more so, here in a minute. So. Uh, oh, no, I worry. no, I've never had anything like that. I've never tried to like communicate with the devil or nothing. It's never been my been my bag of tea. But I do want to go ghost hunting or any of the like with your father because i heard that sometimes he engages in some antagonizing the spirits and or the devil so yeah yeah. um yeah so it looks pretty fun maybe one day who knows maybe we'll go ghost hunting together little dude or you both can get in a uh, go down to georgia and play the fiddle together (laughs) wait he's learning how to play piano so don't put too much music on (laughs) A lot of pressure. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of pressure for the young composer. 
Yeah. It reminds me of a meme I saw not too long ago. There's always that meme about like the devil leaned in and says, you're not strong enough to brave the storm. And then so-and-so leaned back and said, but I've learned how to dance in the rain. And like, it's supposed to be like motivational. I saw this meme the other day and it's like <laughs> the devil leaned in and whispered, you're not strong enough to weather the storm. And then the guy leaned in and said, shut the fuck up. You lost your golden fiddle to a hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No shit. <laughs> oh, what good a good stuff. question. Well, that's a good question, Blake. Yeah. And then for uh, Sean, he would like to know if Uncle Sean has ever encountered a real-life apparition. Have you seen the White Rabbit, a ghost in the flesh? And if so, what did the ghost look like? Okay, that's a good one. Um, so, Blake, yes, I have, buddy. Um, at my mom and dad's house in El Dorado, um, long story short, my mom and dad were in a car wreck. Uh, nobody died, but my mom's back got pretty injured. So as part of her therapy, you know, ongoing, the doctor suggested they buy a hot tub. And so we had a hot tub in the Time backyard machine? at my mom and <laughs> right. We had a hot tub at mom and dad's house out on their back porch. And directly in front of that hot tub was a back door, like a screen door that went into the house. Um, I would sit in the hot tub a lot of times and uh, by myself, and it was not uncommon for me to get real sleepy and start to kind of doze off. Well, one night I was in the hot tub by myself, and I was kind of like on my stomach with my elbows up on the edge of the hot tub, just, just kind of staring off into space. And I was getting real sleepy, and so I kind of closed my eyes for a little bit and opened my eyes back up. And at some point when I opened my eyes back up, Blake... In the glass reflection of the screen door, I saw a little boy who, I don't know, was like 13 or 14 maybe. Um, I, at the time, was like 18 or 19. Are you my and mommy? And the little boy had kind of... <laughs> <laughs> the, the little boy had kind of like a 1970s haircut, kind of like the Beatles almost. And it scared me so much because at first I thought it was my reflection, and then I realized I was a little bit too low to see that much of my own reflection because I could see, like, you know, part of the chest, the neck, the face, the hair. And so it freaked me out, and I got real cold. Like, I'm in a hot tub. It's like 101 degrees in there, super hot. I got cold chills instantly, just felt like ice cubes. And I'm staring at this face, and he's just watching me. And then my mom walked into the laundry room, which was adjacent to this little hallway, that the screen door led to. And when my mom turned the light on to the laundry room, the little boy kind of stared at me and slowly faded away to where I could like see through him. And then he just disappeared right before my mom walked down the little hallway and then came out the screen door. Um, I can't explain what it was. I didn't know who it was at first. And then I told my mom about it years later because she used to always get so mad because I told her I'd lay in the hot tub so long that I'd start to get sleepy. And she's like, well, you know, don't fall asleep because you're going to drown. And come to find out, buddy, um, I have an aunt and an uncle that I'd never met because, unfortunately, they drowned. Um, I had an uncle, Audie, and an aunt, Darla. It was my mom's um, little brother and little sister. And they went to El Dorado Lake. This is years ago. Um, gosh, maybe... 50s or 60s this had to have happened um, I think in the 60s 
And anyway, um, Darla, she was a, a pretty young girl, like grade school, I think. She fell off the boat they were in when they were fishing, and she fell off into the lake. Um, she couldn't swim very well, so then her big brother, which was my mom's younger brother, Audie, he jumped in the water after Darla. Unfortunately, they both drowned in El Dorado Lake. And so after telling my mom the story of the little boy that I saw, um, she is 100% convinced, as am I, that it was the ghost or the apparition of my uncle Audie keeping his eye on me because I was getting sleepy in the water and he was keeping an eye on me so I wouldn't drown. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I can't explain again. I know it wasn't my own reflection because I was, I mean, maybe the very top of my head could have been in the reflection of the mm -hmm. window. But like I say, I was kind of hunkered down real low, just relaxing. But uh, mom didn't see the little boy as she was walking down this hallway. And I could see into the house, um, into the laundry room in this hallway because there's windows all across the back of the house. So I know if there was a little boy really standing there, my mom would have saw him. Because she'd have to walk and look directly at him to walk down the hallway to get to the uh, screen door to turn to go outside. She never saw him. I did. And so, yeah, I'm convinced, Blake, that that was my uncle, Audie, uh, keeping an eye on me so I didn't drown. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, Blake. I got a surprise news story. It's been so long, guys, since we did news stories on the show, I started feeling bad, and so I did the old Google search of strange and unusual news. So let me send you this text message real quick so you guys can get this video, because I want to hear you guys... Exclusive. <laughs> Assuming you're going to edit this out. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it in there. You can, you can watch it. I'll keep I'll keep it in there. Yeah, like why why are you showing us this? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's some weird ass shit. I'm just I'm not sure what I just watched other than uh, <laughs> this guy has a Gumby's dick, you know. What you guys just watched is the intro credits to a new children's show on Denmark syndicated television. What? From CNN, Denmark's flagship broadcaster has suffered blowback over its newest children's TV program, Jean Dullermund, an animation starring a man with a penis so massive and flexible it can save children from danger, fetch objects from a river, tame a wild lion, light a barbecue, and operate as a pogo stick. Huh. The TV show, whose 13 episodes are available... Apparently Denmark doesn't have FCC rules. <laughs> right? Yeah. The TV show, whose 13 episodes are available to watch on the DR Network's website, follows a titular character as he navigates an array of unsuspecting scenarios caused by his inexplicably huge genitalia. It's so weird. Um, I will post a link to this so people can see it. I'll put some snapshots on the Instagram. It is basically about a guy who's kind of wearing like a 1930s onesie men's swimsuit, which he is looks red like and white striped. He looks like a fat, cracked out Waldo. Kind like if of. Waldo got fat yeah. and did a lot of drugs, that's this guy. I like mm -hmm. the I like the claymation though, man. And he has, yeah, it's some some cheap claymation stop motion. 
But the man has a penis, which is almost like Inspector Gadget's arm. Go, 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 Gadget dick. I guess. I just don't understand, like, so, but, like, it's not showing the penis, we should tell people. It's, it's, it's always attached to his clothes. Yeah, what you're seeing is kind of like a tentacle coming between his legs that's still in that red and white striped garb, but it very much is his penis. Like, the creators of John Dillermund uh, have said, yes, it is his penis. A part of the underlying theme here is they want children to be more accepting and more um, comfortable with their own genitalia. Kind of strange. If you're wanting kids to be more familiar with genitalia, you're really making this one side. Yeah, it's weird. Um, in episode one, for instance, the mustached Dillermont uses his gigantic stripy organ for a leash for his dog. Speaking of dogs, my dog's snoring. But quickly finds himself inundated with requests from his neighbors to take their pets out for walks, too. What? And at another point in the show, he's stuck to a floating group of hot air balloons, which get tangled up into his groin. <laughs> so what? In another what about... episode, he breaks his friend's flower vase with his penis and then must raise money to pay them back. And in a third, he uses his giant long schlong to steal ice cream at a zoo. So what does this have to do with CNN? <laughs> CNN is the one that reported it. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, just... there's a big kerfuffle right now because Caillou finally got canceled on syndicated television. Listeners, if you have kids, you probably know about Caillou. He's a little rat bastard. He's the bald-headed kid, right? And so, yeah, a little yeah, bald-headed whiny kid. Toddlers. People are throwing a fit because the six people who actually support that show are mad because they canceled Caillou in America and Canada, but you have John Dillermund with a giant, you know, snaky penis, which is okay to be shown. I thought that was pretty big on, like, YouTube kids and stuff. It was, but it's teaching kids how to be little bastards. Like, the kid whines. He he always, like, bullies his little sister. He only wants to eat cookies for breakfast. See, I've heard there's a a rap song shit. you silly, Caillou. And I'm like, what does that mean? I was like, and I looked it up, and it's like, and that's what it said. It was like a rambunctious little child goes around causing mischief. Yep. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But don't yeah, replace him with a this little asshole. Shit. <laughs> well, we're not in Denmark, so I don't think people have too much to worry about. But indeed, yeah, interesting nonetheless. Now, following that scene, an article let's stay on CNN. I'm sure by now people have seen. The U.S. intelligence officials have been claimed to have had 180 days left to release information they have on UFOs. Damn. Have you guys read the article? What do you think? Haven't read the article yet, but uh, we talked about that uh, two episodes ago on our listener stories about if we would get <clears throat> disclosure anytime soon. And I think Apparently, this might be the, the start of it. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, from our very own KSN.com, uh, Shayla tagged us in this yesterday. U.S. intelligence agencies have six months left to release all of the information they have on UFOs. But you're probably asking yourself, why now? Like, out of nowhere, how come this is such a pressing matter where you have, you know, six months to release the information? Well, it's all thanks to some sneaky undertones written in the $2.3 trillion COVID-19 Relief Act and government spending bills signed back in December. The provision was tucked into the committee comment section of the Intelligence Authorization Act for the 2021 fiscal year. The act was contained in the overall relief bill. 
It says in quotes, Therefore, the committee directs DNI, in consolation with the Secretary of Defense and the heads of such other agencies as the Director and Secretary jointly consider relevant, to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the Act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, also known as Anomalous Aerial Vehicles, including observed airborne objects that have not been identified. But, like, we got so much other shit to worry about right now. Like, I doubt they're even going to get this paper done. They're going to probably get a file extension and just bury it. Like, because that, that COVID-19 relief thing, like, them pages, you know, there's so many pages to that bill. Like, there's so much mm-hmm. ridiculous shit brought into that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, pull politics aside, just, like, really wasteful things. Like, it, it just... So... To me, it's like, yeah, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, there's, I don't think there's anything going to come of this, like, honestly, because it'll just be one more thing yeah. that's going to be like, there's more pressing things to worry about right now than writing a report. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. way more shit we need to be worrying about. Well, and I mean, we're not a political show, and we're not trying to poke fun at anything that's going on right now, but the undertone, sorry, not the undertone, the underlying belief in all of these conspiracy theories have always been since the beginning of time, the stuff that has to be released to the public is always tossed out as a whisper during extreme times of chaos. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you're saying you don't think they will. They, they are, they're releasing this shit like right now. Um, You can go online right now and see gigantic lists that the CIA dropped today. On different information, different cases. They've got cases of unidentified objects. They've got cases of UFO um, identifications, some that have not been identified. They've got report after report after report, and it's on the CIA's website. Man. Yeah. Cool. And it's smart, it's, too, because with, with everything that's going on, like the the general public is not going to take the time. Like Steve said, like there's more important things. Mm-hmm. So it's smart to release it now because the general public is not going to take the time to look at it or just, you know, be aware of it that you could tell us all the important stuff. And 90% of the population is going to be like, what? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess Whatever. that makes sense. Yeah. I stand yeah. corrected. That's pretty, that's pretty cool to see there that that stuff's already happening. Yeah, but I mean, granted, there's a lot of important shit going on right now. People really should be paying attention and forming their own opinions and, and educating themselves on what's going on. But right. it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like Snopes jumped on this immediately and said, yeah, um, the discussion began back in December and they kind of snuck it in some of the fine print and they're already acting on it. That's wild. It It's really fucking weird, dude. It really is. I mean, you can go on intelligence.senate.gov and you can see where they kind of put the wording in. Um, if I could, I had it bookmarked. I don't know where it's at now. Um, but I actually had like a list you can go through and there's already cases that have been declassified for people to read about, like people witnessing floating spheres, you know, going down highways and weird objects in the sky. It's, awesome. it's pretty interesting. I'll try to find that link cool. as well uh, for you guys to see too, so... Well, let's get into the main crux of the show. Preston, uh, you want to take the lead on this bad boy? Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it always seems like we have these elf on the shelf moments with the show. Sean had texted me about the next Wait, show what? ideas. Shelf. Out. <laughs> I think the uh, the anomaly is called shelf elves, not elf on a shelf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Elf on a shelf is the little guy who like farts marshmallows and shit during Christmas for kids. Oh, so yeah. that's the next thing to be well, kids, Elf on the shelf, teaching kids to be mischief. So right here, folks, is where my computer decided to up and crash on me, and then turn itself off. So kind of spooky, huh? Maybe the CIA is trying to shut us up, or maybe we just knew too much. Or maybe it's because I'm running a very old version of GarageBand and I should probably update to the newer version. But luckily I was able to dig into my computer's hard drive and find the recording up until that very moment. So bear with us here, we'll get our bearings back, and then you'll see we went on to record the rest of the episode. Okay, you're on speaker. Okay, I'm legitimately freaking the fuck out. Keep Why? recording. What happened? My computer just went... The screen went black and it turned off. Indeed. It's that shelf elf shit. But my microphone is still on. What the fuck just happened? I don't know. Someone set you up the bomb. I, this is fucking bizarre. <laughs> you know what it is, man. It's that question that Blake asked you. The apparition. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of nervous because my computer won't turn back on. That's weird. You might have to unplug it and plug it back in. Yeah, what the fuck just happened? I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking it's the government. I'm just saying, like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm not thinking it's the government. Calm down, Rick. <laughs> it's the government. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the government, but it's the government. It's, it's the, government. the government. Right. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? I mean, it's definitely a strange coincidence. Right. I don't know, man. Strange. Why they pick me? I'm not the leader. Preston, Preston, get on the leader of this whole thing. He's still listening. <laughs> He's listening. Yeah, great. They're going to crash my what fucking computer now, dude. Way to go. There's a black suit surrounding my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. I hope my computer turns on. Holy shit. That, yeah, that's pretty wild. Well, right, I'm plugging it. I'm plugging it from... Uh, well, yours probably doesn't unplug from the back, does it? Your computer restarted because of a problem. Press the key and wait a few seconds to continue starting up. Weird. Apparently it was like, you thought you were fucking slick, Sean. This is the government. And then they just send you a, <laughs> they, they, they send you a kissy face, and then right after that, an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that scared the shit out of The noise was terrifying. Yeah. I'm sure it's just a glitch, but... We can kind of like blame it on Shayla for sending us that news article last to make us talk about it. <laughs> well, we're waiting on him. I'm going to go turn my heater on because it's getting kind of cold okay, in here. So. Restart is a problem. Click report to report a detailed information. Send a report to Apple. They don't care. I'm going to keep you on here for a second while I uh, cool. get rebooted and see if I lost the whole show or not. Hope not. We're still recording. Not too. Okay, that was strange. I don't know what happened, but we're going to try this again, Preston, uh, wherever you left off. Okay, so Sean had texted me about the next show ideas, and boom. I said, let's cover the different alien races like a big book of bullshit, kind of like a field guide to alien sort of thing, because, you know, we're always giving Steve a hard time about his field guide to monsters, <laughs> so let's do a field guide to aliens, like 
seemed like a good idea. And the topic of aliens seemed to keep coming up in our Q&A, so it seemed like no better way to start off the new year than with this easy listening topic. My Trump money, I mean, stimulus, deposited in my account. Trump ducats. So, yeah, my Trump ducats, so I thought, fuck it, let's buy some books for the show. And the first thing that popped on my list, the book of alien races, translated from the secret Russian KGB book. KGB ancestors. Motherfucking... Yeah, shelf elves, synchronicities, and first line of the book. The material in this book has not been submitted to or approved by any U.S. or Russian intelligence agency. If anything is discovered that is considered by your agency to be classified, notify the publisher. Fuck yeah. <laughs> if that's like the best five ninety nine I ever spent. And then I got into the book and realized that this turned out to be a total... Total fucking train wreck. It's no secret that everybody knows how much money everybody got with the stimulus. You're about to buy right. a lot of five ninety nine shitty books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a total loss. And also, yeah. let's go on the record again. We don't pick political sides on the show. We will take ducats from any president. Yeah. We will take yeah. Trump ducats. We will take Biden ducats. We will take Pence ducats. We will take Kamala ducats. I'll take the dude on the corners just, ducats. Just, I don't care, man. You're gonna give me money. Yeah, yeah no. man. Just, just <laughs> give us the fucking ducats. Yeah. That's like all we John care about. Dillermond. We just yeah. want you to stimulate our ducats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but listen, guys, here we are with this shitty five ninety nine book. So let's deep dial this pile of shit and bring you all the information you didn't know that you wanted to know about all the alien races. Now, if I could put cuss words in titles of episodes, I would title this Preston's Big Book of Bullshit because I'm giving you a crown of thorns to wear. This is uh, <laughs> this <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> but hey, I've got books on my shelf, too, that turned out to be not so great, too. So, yeah. All right, 2004. I became friends with a Ukrainian guy called Petro that I met completely randomly at a bar He's a on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I was on holidays, and I think he was there with some friends having some drinks. Anyway, we started talking to each other. Our friendship started like that. He became a regular at my house where our families would get together. In 2008, he called me and asked me, if I wanted to go on a road trip. And I said, sure. He had in mind to go to the south of Spain and visit his brother. His brother was there in jail at the time, near Huvla. And also, he wanted to visit his father in Portugal. His father was a former diplomat of the Ukraine, years before. And when he retired, he decided to move to Portugal and live there. And so he went. We visited his brother and then went to Portugal to visit his father. When we were there at his house, he asked us for a favor. If we could empty boxes from one of the rooms as he wanted to make it into a bedroom for guests. And we said okay, but instead we found about 58 boxes full of old documents and books from the time when he was a diplomat. Found some papers that were in Russian, some were even from the USSR times. Petro started reading and translating some of them, and we realized there was a lot of interesting and intriguing, even top-secret stuff, at least at one time. 
So he asked his father if we can keep some of the boxes for ourselves. And he agreed. And so we went on to rent a van and take everything back home with us. Week after week in our house, but mainly on the weekends, we went through all the documents, translating them, cataloging them subject by subject, or dates and places, etc. And as due to work, we were apart quite often, and we also did a lot of work online. That's when we found the book. The book that led to the videos that I published. On my OnlyFans. The one book... (laughs) (laughs) This one book that we had is undated and looks modern. But we did find the cover, only the cover, for the same book, but it dated back to 1951. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is some John John shit. Finding books, <laughs> yeah, finding right. books, modern books, old school books. All right. We called his father later that year and asked him about the book. And he filled us in in the missing information. He said that amongst the high-ranking political officials, there had been always the rumor of alien contact, but nothing concrete. He said that he had received this book years before from one of his lifelong diplomat friends and had been updating the book until recently with information that friends of his had sent him or when they would get together and talk about old times. That information was sent to him by mail, phone, or even online. He still gets regular updates they transmit to me. The book has hundreds of side notes on the pages, small papers with related miscellaneous info attached to pages, photos stapled to them, etc. That is how we found out about relatively recent visits from aliens. Their numbers, where it happened, etc. They had all been updated with the information they could get regularly. But he also said that there were only a handful of people that were in the know back then in the USSR days. The leader of the Communist Party and a couple of advisors, five or six Smirsh agents, maybe more, up to 12 possibly, the commander of the armed forces, and the commanders of three armed force branches, Army, Air Force, and Navy, and maybe a couple of scientists. He said that most likely there were many more people in the know, specifically in the military, but he couldn't confirm that. He and his friends didn't recognize some of the names mentioned on the book. People have asked me about some of the illustrations of certain alien races that are listed in the book. This because some of them were literally copied off movies and or video games, but not all. So me and Petro asked ourselves the same thing as we recognized some of them, and we did contact his father in order to get the answer. He told us that over the years, the people that were in adding and updating and printing the book had been using alien imagery from media when they didn't have a real photo or a drawing from a witness. So sometimes they used images from movies and video games that better described the alien race in question. Hire, this, hire according your local to the witnesses, to... like they did, like they did Harry <laughs> Anderson. I mean, <laughs> look me up, man. Look me up. This, according to the witnesses' testimonies, descriptions of their encounters. However, he did say something else, something extremely interesting. 
he told us that amongst high-ranking diplomats, there has been much solid discussion and debate about a, quote, plan involving certain media, from online to paper to Hollywood to the video game industry, and certain security departments, specifically from Japan, China, Canada, U.S., the Europe, I just said the Europe, in order to use right to images to describe the appearance of aliens. Stupid. All the media involved, in the end, either directly or because they owned, quote, mother companies, owned by no more than five people. And that was a concerted effort to get people, humankind, used to the appearance and presence of the aliens among us. Petro's father also told us of some sort of alien race imagery used in video games and other media were used in the book prior to the release of the games or the movies. He and some of his friends had knowledge to some of those security departments and had actually created some of the images and then released them to the proper channels in order for those images to be known to the general public. Oh, wow. So they also basically say they inspired the video games to make the aliens look this certain way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. This obviously we couldn't confirm except for one of the images in the book, the aliens used in the movie Independence Day, were known before making the movie. By at least eight years prior. Also, some of the photos in this book had been tampered with. And so there you have it. The story behind Alien Race's Russian book. Or at least some of it. The book of Alien Races has been re-edited. Information always being updated in all aspects from new alien races to new reports and photos and illustrations at least 12 different times, that we know of. The first edition of the book was printed in 1946 or early 1947. Then new editions were printed in 1951. That's the book that I just have the cover of. 1959, 1968, 1971, 1980, all the way, we believe, through 2011. Damn, it's wild. Yeah, that's 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 intense. If we yeah. are so led to believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out how to do a Russian accent. I just watched all of Glow. <laughs> you can just Glow and uh, <laughs> Allison Breeze whole version. Whole uh, she's like the Rus- She's like the bad guy. She plays this Russian. It's funny. Yeah, right. I need to finish that. You can you can just do regular if you want, man. I'll try. Up to you. All right, here we go. I wish I had a Russian filter I could put on there. To smart shade. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> to smirch agents, department... I, I can't do it. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> to smirch agents, department... I, I can't do it. It's so hard. Okay. Stephen does Boston or Australian? <laughs> to smirch agents... Yeah, do, do, the, uh, per, per, do the Peruvian Australian. That's what we like. Hold on. To Smirsh Agents, Department IVA1-12, it is your duty to thoroughly investigate all events regarding any reports or visitations or incidents concerning creatures <laughs> from other planets, as well with non-terrestrial creatures that dwell on our planet at the present or future time. 
It is your duty to immediately present to your superior in charge any material evidence gathered during your investigations. I am terrible with accents. I'm going to stop. No, I like it. He's from Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I like it. it is your, <laughs> stop, Ayers. It is your duty to keep absolute secrecy and concealment regarding your findings and conclusions during your investigations, except from your superior in charge. It is also your duty to immediately destroy this book in case your physical being or personal safety is threatened. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. The loss of this book, <laughs> while in your possession, will result in serious consequences for your two smirsh companion agents as well as your immediate relatives. Make use of your extensive training and love for our great union. You are forbidden of showing this book to anyone. Talking about the book to anyone, talking about or revealing your investigate activities to anyone, drinking alcohol on and off duty, whack, consuming drugs on and off duty, whack, <laughs> helping alien races no matter the situation or request, what, no hooking up, it's weak, <laughs> choosing sides when physically amongst different alien races or during investigations, and the most important, Engaging in any sexual activity with any member of any alien race. God, Smirsh is Russian for buzzkill. Chief Marshal Konstantin A. Vushinin, 1947. He's a little more conservative huh. than 47, so. Yeah. I... Yeah. Don't be going to fucking aliens now. <sighs> Yo, homeboy God. fucking alien. All right. <laughs> so we're going to open this big book of bullshit. And what did the Ruskies leave us? Well... First off, we have the Algruluk, a.k.a. The Builders. And isn't that the most amazing picture you've ever seen? Yeah. Sean, what you should do with these pictures is you should take the screenshots and like just edit the little squares into like a big like collage for the Instagram. Oh, I can do that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. you know, four or five on each, like uh, one picture. Yeah, I mean, I can try. Look, the CIA just tried to shut my computer down for good. I don't want the fucking KGB on my ass. KGB answer to no one. I will ask the questions. It's my favorite, one of my favorite pranks. (laughs) Some of my favorite pranks in the office. (laughs) Oh my god! Anyone out there does might not like the office. Look up KGB prank office. You'll love it. I guarantee it. It's amazing. (laughs) So let's read a little bit about the builders. They come from the constellation Sculptor. They derive from an fucking like an E-Man. Yeah. I am Sculptor. They, they derive from an ancient race of reptilians that have gone extinct. They Called are carpenters. Yeah. They are specialists at building ships and other devices needed for deep space traveling. They are also space travelers themselves, searching for new raw materials. They were last seen near Tokyo in 2005 and they can live up to 230 years cool the Killy Tokert they look like little black eyed kids they look like fucking lizard toddlers yeah they're creeps they come from the <laughs> constellation Vila near the star Shuhal Al Mulif they grow up to 2 meters high that's 6 feet and live up to 200 years. They can shape shift and are very hard to detect. When they shape shift, however, the only thing they cannot change is the size and colors of their eyes. 
They are one of the oldest known races. They do abduct humans, so watch out. Uh-oh. And they were last seen on Earth in July of 2008. Nice. The K- Kilmere Auk. Auk? They come from the constellation Bolans. Sightings of the race on Earth are rare, and they are considered a mystery race. Maybe they're the villains behind Scooby-Doo. We don't know. It is said that they were forbidden to visit Earth. (laughs) So they're just a bunch of country club members and senators? Yeah, yeah. It is said that they were forbidden to visit Earth around the year 1000 BC, but they did not stop visiting Earth completely because of their allies, the race, the Maltir. They were last seen December of 1989. Awfully <laughs> specific. Yeah. The Curs is our next race up, aka Gods of the Lands. Believed to be related to the race Anunnaki, they come from the planet Dill Moons. They are a race behind the story of Enlil and Ninlil. Everybody knows that story. They were directly involved. Yeah, they were directly involved in the development of the the human race during our early stages. After centuries of being away from Earth, they have recently returned. Their own leader is among the most recent visitors. They will now stay on Earth permanently. They will have an important role in the years to come. They spend their time immersed in a precious gold-like liquid that presumably extends their lifespan. Hmm. Now... My favorite one is coming up right here, the Hav Hanu Kondorus. They come from the galaxy Sexton's Dwarf SPH, and they first visited Earth in 934 AD in the area that we now know as Romania. Hmm. And I think you know where I'm going with this. They <laughs> often abduct and kill humans. They also drain and drink blood, Gimmel. as well as the blood of... A- Animals, yeah, they are responsible, folks, for the myth of the vampires. Huh. Several human governments know and accept their actions. Like, fuck it, drink the blood. We don't Give care. Bring me pad. The, <laughs> <laughs> the human bodies that they use in quotation marks are never returned. Last sighting, Scotland, nineteen ninety six. I seen that guy at Walmart the other day. now the messengers are the next race and it says no images provided but there's some like really shitty you know 19 or 1600 little etching i don't know what the fuck that is it just looks like trash it almost looks like somebody holding one of the ten commandments yeah the ten commandments or the uh the people that like hold like the end is nigh signs and stuff like that Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, the messengers are probably the most enigmatic race of aliens. Not much is known about them. They visit Earth around every 300 years. Next visit, do any time now. They do not reveal themselves, and they do not make direct contact with humans. They leave carvings, drawings, and writings on rocks, as well as symbols and historical monuments. Their ships are the shape of teardrops and are silver in color. So, uh, what episode did we cover those, uh, the bricks that had writing on it that were like in the streets and oh, shit? Oh, the Toynbee tiles. Yeah. Oh, Maybe gosh. It was it the was, messengers. Uh, just not too long ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we have the Rame. They come from Capella, constellation Agura. Known to be a very peaceful race, they tried Holy to coexist shit, it's with the cone humans. Heads. It's like yeah. if Dwayne Johnson was a conehead. So therefore you will and gold. Narf of the Garthak. Narf of the Garthak. <laughs> <laughs> They cr- they created the Mayan civilization by placing humans from different places on Earth in South America. They are a race of scientists, and they taught the Mayans about astronomy and time. They left Earth when the Mayans were at their highest splendor, and after that, the Mayans started the well-known blood sacrifices in their honor. This race has not been on Earth, or this race has been on Earth many times after that. And they were last seen in Bora Bora in 2001. Where they were deep-throating a foot-long sub at a subway. This thing yeah. for real has a conehead, dude. It's like Dan Aykroyd's cousin. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. It looks like if The Rock was yeah. a conehead, man. Be it. I need them rings, now, man. the Rack <laughs> is our next species up on the list. Of the 58 races described here in this book, and don't worry, listeners, I didn't put all 58 races in here because <laughs> I, like, Holy shit. I don't know how much longer I can do yeah. this. Everybody's saying, okay, thank God. Woo. <laughs> this is the race that last visited Earth that we know of. Uh, this is the race that least visited Earth so far only five times. They visited the area we know as the Middle East, and that created the belief in the jinn or genies in Islamic mythology. According to some Muslim scholars, they inhabit an unseen world in a dimension beyond the existing dimension of our universe. According to reports from other, Uh yeah, according to reports from other alien races, they stopped visiting Earth because their immune system sucks and they couldn't cope with the Earth's. Pussies. Fauna or flora. Pussies. Yeah. Pussies. It's like, uh, like G. Wells. Yeah, World I was going to say World of Worlds, man. And in their end, yeah. it was the water. <laughs> well, we haven't seen these pussies since uh, 712 AD. So, yeah, but that picture know, looks bad. We don't bad have to ass. worry look about them. Thing. Like, look how scary yeah, that is. I wouldn't call it a pussy to its oh. face. Yeah, you could look at that thing. Oh, I'm scared of flowers. Pussy. Cobra Kai never got a little fucking dandelion, can he? <laughs> he needs to take some Cobra and Kai then, lessons. Yeah. Not be a pussy. <laughs> the next race up is the Anunnaki. I don't think I have to describe the Anunnaki too much. Everybody who's an ancient alien freak should know that they come from the planet Nibiru. And uh, that's the planet that's part of our solar system, but it has like an elongated orbit. So it only passes around our sun like once every 4,000 years, which doesn't make sense because that means it's so far out that it couldn't even get sunlight. And how does that fucking work in science? It doesn't, so we could probably call bullshit on the Anunnaki. But it could be that the Anunnaki are true, and they gave birth to the legends about giants, and it is said they will return one day as they promised. However, the date of their return is still a mystery. They still know what's going on on Earth and other planets, and uh, they just influenced the whole entire galaxy. So Now, what if you don't like ancient aliens? Could you explain what they look like to the rest of us? They're, you know, eight feet, nine feet tall. They kind of have a golden hue to their skin. You know, if you uh, are an art nerd and, uh, you know, you you look at the ancient Mesopotamian art with the, you know, the the guys with the curly beards, that's the Anunnaki. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Nice. So basically, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. Just tall shit. You re- you remember uh, you remember uh, the three three hundred yeah. the yeah. with the uh, you know this is Sparta yeah. Xerxes yeah Xerxes was an example of what the Anunnaki would have looked like. Indeed, okay. that makes sense. So what about yeah. like? Do you think that like uh, when like tall people like really like giant people like people that are actually like seven foot plus? Do you think that like people come to me like, are you like, are you another like, are you an alien? Do you think anybody's ever done that? <laughs> you know, like as people that are really into this shit. We've talked about it before. Um, if you want to take a biblical standpoint, you know, um, I'm five nine, five ten, maybe five eight, somewhere in there, um, average height. Um, if anybody came up to me and I didn't know any better, and they were six and a half, seven and a half foot tall, like Manute Bull, or uh, you know any. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I would assume it's a giant because it's, you know, one and a half times as tall as I am. Yeah, and it's so rare. It's so weird. Yeah, in biblical times, they were saying that, you know, David and Goliath, Goliath was just like a seven-foot-tall dude. But to David, who's probably my size, uh, he looked at him as a giant. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, in biblical times, the average height of a human being was like 5'1", 5'2". So you have somebody who's seven-foot-tall... That's one tall motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's two two whole feet taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, move, moving on, the Council of Five. Very little is known about the five alien races that are part of the Council of Five. The races that are part of this council, previously known as the Council of Nine, <laughs> have been protecting Earth and the humans for as long as there are alien records Loose. of it. Some say they've been protecting the planet even before humans existed for millions of years. An alien race reported the Council of Five last met on Earth in 1944. Damn, it's like United Nations of Aliens, huh? No, yeah. Uh, Let's skip over that one. Ah, the Italian UFO crash. In 1933... Near Vergate, Italy, an alien ship belonging to the race Kalinia crashed, killing all of its occupants. Inside many, alien, er, inside, many ancient Italian artifacts were found, and also alien ones. Benito Mussolini created a secret group to look into that incident and any other future ones related to alien races. That group still exists today and is called Geo-1. All the artifacts found on the wreck were put in a museum and passed as if it was found at an archaeological excavation. In 1950, another ship crashed at the same location. Oh. Yeah. 856 BC, in the region of what is now Udmurta, Russia, there was a a confrontation between humans and reptilians. Reports state that a colony of reptilians were building an underground base in that area. The humans that lived in that area wrote, Thunder by day, lightning at night. The earth shakes like in the days of old again. The snakes are everywhere, flying low, causing all creatures to die. The fish are gone and the rivers dry. We must fight, or we most definitely will die. Now, a member of the alien race, the Tengiri Tengiri, when asked by a human leader in the 20th century if humans would ever have a fighting chance at defeating the reptilians, 
said, your ancestors fought ancient Salve using not much more than stones and sticks and defeated them once already. Since then, you have learned much and done much, but you have lost your courage. So basically, humans are pussies now. <laughs> the Tunguska incident was a powerful explosion that occurred in a desolate area near the Tunguska River in Russia on June 30th, 1908. It is commonly believed to have been caused by an explosion of a large uh, meteorite in Earth's atmosphere about three to six miles high. The blast flattened an estimated 60 million trees over 2,150 square kilometers. But the Tunguska explosion did not have a cosmic birth and death. Here's the version of events that led to the explosion as told by a member of the Tungiri Tungiri. (laughs) Yeah. For five days and four nights near what you call Tunguska, the Martre had been fighting the Dorsay. Other races were starting to choose size and were going to get involved. Even the Council of Five was worried that the escalation and seriousness of the event. On the day of the Great Explosion, an El Manuk ship came to Earth and tried ending the conflict. The El Manuk are respected wherever they go. They were wise and impartial. With them came a Palladian ship, one of their biggest. The Maltre were warned by the reptilians of the coming presence of the El Manuk and the Palladians, Earlier that day, the Maltre had just shot down the last of the Dorsay ships. When the Palladians entered Earth's atmosphere, they were attacked by three Maltre ships and destroyed. One El Manuk ship was also destroyed in space that day, and that's what happened in Taguska. According to the Tungiri Tungiri, the Palladian ship was destroyed that day near Tunguska and was not supposed to come to Earth. They were going to a different destination, carrying things they do, their holy rocks and other materials. The El Manuk had asked them to help in solving their conflict, and they paid the price with ending all of their lives. In 2003, crystals with strange symbols, inscriptions, and holes were found in the Tunguska region. Further lab analysis showed that their uh, composition was made of certain earth materials as well as some elements not found on earth. Now, towards the end of the book, they listed messages uh, left by different alien races, and they're mostly what you would expect. Humans are shit. We're a bunch of pussies. We're probably going to be destroyed one day if we don't find peace and love. But I will leave you with this one final message that piqued my curiosity. Two kilometers south of the Vatican, small pink house, always for rent. Never rented. They keep it there. (laughs) The fuck does that mean? I think that uh, you know either they got like Satan locked up in this pink house, or there's an alien. Oh, in the Vatican, they're fucking shady, so it's probably an alien. <laughs> Could be. So that was the adventures of Preston and his big book of alien bullshit. And it was rough. It never <laughs> you again. You didn't enjoy it. Aww. Like you didn't like laughing at it. I mean, I laughed at it, but then as I got into it, I'm like, dude, this is like, this is the cheesiest horseshit I've ever read in my whole entire life. Now the question like, is, are you gonna are you one, gonna throw a review up on that? I'm assuming it's a digital file, right? Digital book, ebook. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a half a star. Oh, that's oh, so man. rough. Wow. You can't do that. You had some content yeah. out of it. You made an episode about it. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be like, what would you give it, Steve? Uh, two two stars, I don't even, one I didn't star. Read it, but I mean, it's got pictures, so. 
Yeah, Spark notes that you gave us isn't too bad. Yeah. Did you say it has yeah. the best pictures wow. ever? It's got pictures. Most of them are from, uh, you know, video games, like yeah. Destroy All Humans, but not too yeah. bad. <laughs> That's cool, though. All right. Let's... I, I did find, you know, the, the, the little story about the uh, Italian space crash and, the, like, Mussolini. I found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad, but, yeah. you know. I noted a couple of those things that maybe we'll deep dive into and see if there's more accounts of it outside of this book. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, the whole idea was to get that book and to give everybody a precursor to some of the abduction stories we're going to be talking about this year. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't quite get what we were looking for. So I put together an epilogue. Sean's Real Guide to the Alien Races. So first off, guys, you've got the Greys. The Greys come from a star system known as Zeta Reticuli, which is a star system located somewhere in the southern celestial hemisphere. They're thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth a little over 40 light years away. Now, we know the Greys. You know them. You love them. They're in all sorts of movie. They're featured in Communion. They're featured in um, Close Encounters. It's just your typical real thin, frail body, big bubble head with giant oval, oily black eyes. Um, If we had to pick one particular race in the cosmos to call them the bad guys, the greys are them. And you can also have tall humanoids with long heads um, and also short. So the greys kind of come in different shapes and sizes. Um, They've got the tendency to be featured in many, if not most, of the great abduction cases because they are basically stockpiling humans, from what people say. They picture the Earth as kind of like a giant chicken farm where they can just come down, pick us up, breed us, do all sorts of experiments to us, stockpile, uh, harvest genetic material, so on, so forth. We're pretty much just like cattle to them. And they're also said to be, um, some people believe anyway, that they're not quite living and they're not quite dead. So they are organic material and body parts mixed with some kind of, you know, mechanoid uh, robotic parts as well. So they're kind of like um, half human, half half living, half robot. Hmm. You got the reptilians before the Anunnaki stopped by and genetically engineered bipedal workforces to dig up, um, you know, their buildings and whatnot, you had a race of intelligent beings who lived here known as the reptilians. Allegedly. Reptilians are... Allegedly. (laughs) Reptilians are classically known to be not from space, but basically from the middle of the Earth. That's why every story about them has to do with them having tunnels underneath you know, major cities. Um, they can put on human faces. That's why everybody seems to think that Hillary Clinton's a reptile. These are kind of like the dastardly people who are believed to be running the show, air quotes. Mm-hmm. And if you've never watched Iron Sky and Iron Sky 2, you should go do yourself a favor and go watch both of those movies. Oh, they, really? Yeah, all about the reptilians and the Nazis. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, the problem you have, too, is... The reptilians are supposedly in a giant war with humans, and reptilians hate humans. So as humans evolved, supposedly, we pushed them down because they just completely, they were sickened by humans. You know, we were um, disgusting to them. So as we became more civilized and went from cavemen and, you know, Neanderthals into more evolved creatures, they were just 
disgusted and they ran and burrowed underneath the ground. So we literally are the reason why the reptilians can't come to the surface because of how much they hate humans. Now, the last two we have here are the Nordics. Nordics are often said to be Norse gods. They're blonde, brilliant blue eyes, buxom. They have very fit, muscular bodies. They're around six foot tall, and they've got long blonde hair. They're fucking Ken doll. Makes, Pretty much, makes yeah, Barbie and Ken doll. <laughs> the Nordics are said to be the species that comes into contact with the humans the most. However, they're not more interested in the well-being of human races as the greys are. And what you're going to find, too, in a lot of stories are um, greys seem to kind of be the grunts. And in some stories, in some cases, the actual, you know, leaders of the greys are these tall Nordic blondes. So it's almost like, you know, they're the worker bees and the Nordics are the ones really in charge. Weird. And then you have the Pleiadians. The Pleiadians come from a bright star cluster known as the Pleiades, one of the beings from the Milky Ways that closely resembles humans. They're thought to be one of the alien races in contact with Earth from the very beginning. Therefore, you could be sitting in a room and one could be right beside you now. A major difference between us and them is that they are particularly sensitive to the psychic energies that are constantly streaming across the universe. This means that the best way of reaching out to one of them would be by concentrating on sending out psychic messages. Put simply, if you really want to meet a Pleiadian for a cup of coffee or a couple beers, just sit down, meditate, and think about it. And if they want to come to you, they will. But yeah, those are four of the most common uh, alien types are going to be featured in a lot of the stories we have coming up. Cool. Little, little tease. There you go. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Well, Steve, you got anything special you want to plug? No, just uh, said earlier, man, Cobra Kai season three came out. It's great. I really, really, really really enjoyed it. Um, Did some really cool things in that, in that season. I really, I really appreciate it. And yeah, just chilling. Day by day. Hell yeah. New season of The Bachelor is on. Check that out. <laughs> Just kidding. <Ugh. laughs> Just kidding. Maybe or not. If that's your thing, watch it. Um, no, I think I'm getting ready to start up. <laughs> I think I'm getting ready to start up um, Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, I need to, finish. I need to but, do that too. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Um, the soundtrack is getting rave reviews, so I might pick that up and I just, she, watch that one she of these was nights. Because um, she's married to the dude that did Dr. Sleep. And in the yes. Tallgrass. Uh, oh, God, I had his Gerald's name until I tried game. to talk about him. And he wrote yeah. Hill House, too. Haunted Hill House. And he, uh, she was just in this show I just watched uh, called Manhunt Deadly Games, which is um, about the whole Richard Jewell thing where the Olympic Park bombing um, in Chicago, you know, they were going to hold host the Olympics. There was a bomb found, and oh, he got blamed yeah, for it. yeah, yeah, Clint uh-huh. Eastwood made a movie of it that was really good. Um, but this mo- this is like a TV show about that, but it goes more into the depth of like, the, um, like how how that all that stuff happened. Plus the bomber of who was actually doing that, and like it's pretty interesting. Like I I was kind of pissed off that <laughs> that in the Richard Jewell movie they didn't mention any of that extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like they just assumed people knew about it, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to show like what them what miscommunication and media sensationalism will do to an individual 
when put under under you know um, accuse accusal of something. Yeah. But then, oh but yeah. But in this show, like For they sure. show the actual like the guy the the bomber and like how he led these people, how he set all this up. It's pretty nuts. So it's a good show. Oh. I don't I don't know what network it's on. It's just on Netflix, but it had some weird uh, network name before it. I don't know anything about it, but mm-hmm. pretty good. Check it out. And they just announced today that uh, this year, starting I think next month or this month, uh, there's they have a Netflix has a movie every week, a brand new Netflix original movie coming out every single week for the whole year. Oh damn! Yeah. So that's gonna be fucking. That's badass. Yeah. So I think that's worldwide. So we, I don't think it's gonna be like everything's gonna be in America every week, but um, yeah. You know, no, that's cool, markets. man. Yeah, um, it's pretty sweet. They supposedly have some pretty interesting Bollywood stuff coming up. Um, I'm not trying to sound like a film snob or pretentious, but uh, taking some art uh, history classes from Royce up at WSU. Um, Preston, I don't know if you saw it, but we got to watch quite a bit of Bollywood films. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed them. Yeah, they're funny. The, there's a, a Bollywood version of Stephen King's It that I didn't know about that what? I uh, what? was reading about. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, that's why I liked the huh. Aladdin live action Mm-hmm. It felt that way mm-hmm. to me, but yeah, yeah, it really did. There's lots of good Netflix originals, so just get stuff, give new stuff a try. You'll be, you'll be glad you did. Oh yeah, I uh, I need to finish tonight a movie on Shutter called Anything for Jackson. It's a story about a uh, a grandma and grandpa. The grandpa's a uh, a doctor. And basically, they lost their grandson, so they kidnap a pregnant woman, and they're trying to do a reverse exorcism and take the spirit of their dead grandson and possess the unborn baby to, um, yeah, to have their grandson be reborn. Sounds terrible. Uh, I'm about half of the way through it because I fell asleep because I tried to watch it way too late in the evening. Uh, Really, really good so far. So, oh, and it's called a whoa. Which means it in the Hindi language, and it was an Indian television horror thriller series which aired on ZTV in 1998. Oh man, I'd love to see that. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. So another. Um, There's been a lot of chatter about Bollywood horror lately, so I'm interested to see what might come out of that. So my um, uh, game, video game related to paranormal, is two things. Um, next week, I believe, if not next week, the week after that, I'll be playing this game called coming out on the Xbox Series X and Series S exclusively called the Median Medium Median. <laughs> you gotta park your lane. Um, <laughs> the Medium. So uh, yeah, you 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 have you're sensitive to the spirits, and this is kind of nerve wracking because like we don't, no one knows what the game's like. They've not showed any gameplay. They've just showed like little like in-game engine stuff and you basically can go in between our reality and the spirit world so like one time you're like walking on this thing and all of a sudden you trigger the spirit world and then you see a girl and you're like you can tell she's sad so you go to embrace her and she's holding her and then you go back to reality and there's nothing there so looks pretty cool i don't know how the gameplay is uh but i'm looking forward to talking about that on the show uh and then another i guess paranormal um this is probably going to lose my nerd card here. I've not seen these movies that much. <laughs> so Indiana Jones, uh, the machine, um, machine games, I think it's called. They're the ones that do the Wolfenstein series for Bethesda studios. 
Bethesda was bought by Xbox. Bethesda announced a Indiana Jones game today. And uh, no one knows anything about it. It's just it's going to have Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones is paranormal. So that's why I'm talking about it. So it's going to be cool. I know you guys are big fans of Indiana Jones. So I know you guys will be yeah. big fans of playing it. Uh, and it's more than likely going to be on Game Pass day one. So, yay. Well, I am thrilled. Yeah. I hope I get to play a Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I just want to ride <laughs> in a refrigerator. Uh, Preston, you got anything you've been watching or anything you want to plug? Uh, as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that could save the day, just like that uh, Dutch guy with the uh, you know Gumby penis, oh, then you're you know, going to need a beard Dermund? that's... Yeah, that's tall, that's strong, that's lush. And for that, you need Big Dobbs. So check out BigDobbsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and get yourself some superhero scents like Bay Rum, Dundee Cedar, Sweet Tobacco, Classic, Mint, Fresh, and Citrus. And also, if you're in the Wichita area, please check out Pawnee and Seneca CD Trade Posts. Stop in, say hi to Leslie and the gang. And if that's it, then let's sign off. I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal. Your guide to the unusual and the strange.